Hello and good morning, Karina. How are you doing today? Arrow, I'm better now that I'm hearing your voice. How are you? <laughs> Fantastic. What is it like for you to display your music, your art in, in front of the world right now? And so many people are saying, oh my God, this is absolutely fantastic. It's, it's absolutely humbling and crazy. And I, you know, to me, I thought, you know, of course there was so much effort put into this and, uh, and every minutia and minute detail of it was slaved over and I stayed up for days on end sometimes writing the lyrics and rewriting the lyrics and throwing things out and thinking that nobody would like it and all those things and you know and thinking that honestly it was too genre fluid. Let's talk about that title track hit because what I love about this is that it's got an EDM edge to it that really kind of draws me into the picture because I feel like that, you know, I've always believed that the bass guitar is my mother's heartbeat and you really play that very well. Thank you so much. I, uh, you know, I am a big uh, bass guitar and sub bass and synth bass and, you know, whatever, whatever it is, fan, you know, I love the low end. I like to live in that in that world for sure. And uh, yeah, no, Joyride definitely has this pulsating thing throughout and especially that hits in the choruses that uh, I'm super proud of. And I think it's a, it's like a sonic bath that I never want to get out of. <laughs> when, when you take a song like Elevator, how do you put that on a live stage? Because it, you, you were talking a little bit earlier about what goes into the production of it. But I mean, Elevator, I would love to see the light show that is connected to this song. Oh, you have no idea, Arrow. I mean, Elevator, literally, Elevator was my second single, right? And for this record, it got a facelift because of the way Elevator came to life on the live stage. And uh, in in that, you know, Elevator, the original, if you listen to it, which is totally also on Spotify and everywhere, it didn't have live drums on it, and it didn't have this bombastic live ending that we had developed over years of touring. And I was just like, it became this huge song in our live repertoire, often a closer, more often than not. So I was like, we need to give Elevator a bit of a facelift and give it its due, you know, because it really took on a new life. And uh, man, Elevator Live, that's, uh, <laughs> talk about the light show, talk about the vibe, talk about the huge fuzz bass uh, at the end and just... Uh, I'm, I'm a huge fan of this song. And I think now we finally gave it its proper, you know, what it, we gave it what it has given us in the live space and now it is on a record so i'm super delighted about it i've been blessed to spend a lot of time with the group yes who really promotes a lot of progressive rock with the song all that you wanted would you would you slip this into that category of prog rock because it really has that i mean it's progressive it's got that vibe about it on all that you wanted really that's awesome i i don't think of that tune in particular in that way though i'm a huge chris squire fan and i'm a i'm a big yes fan in in every regard for sure so if it permeates into tunes like that that's awesome no to me all that you wanted is a synthy indie pop rock song with you know psychedelia drenching it on all four corners um, but I love that you think that. That's awesome. That's great for me. That's the thing about, you know, my, my brain is so chameleonic, you know, genre-wise that, you know, so many influences that are disparate that you wouldn't even think, you know, would permeate into each tune. I, I feel like people are picking up on things where I'm like, well, you make a good point because how many, how many you know, years have I spent trying to be like Chris Squire? Many, many, you know? So uh, it's, it's the cool part of all this. It's the cool thing. People are picking up little elements of it that, that I wouldn't even 
pick up on myself, which is amazing. The vibe that I picked up on the album Joyride is the fact that you love to explore. And I, and I have to ask if you were inspired in any way by Depeche Mode, because that song Beacon, I swear to God, I've heard that thing 30 times already. Wow, that's awesome. I love Depeche Mode, uh, absolutely. And, you know, talk about pioneers of electronic exploration, you know. Uh, Beacon in particular, that's interesting. That's really, that's cool that you that you think that. I think, you know, Joyride, like we were talking about with a lot of the synth bass that's happening there, that feels Depeche Mode-esque to me. And even All That You Wanted, that, that as well, with a lot of the kind of chopped up, you know, subs that kind of permeate it, especially that you hear in the beginning, the kind of stuff, you know? So, uh, you know, yeah, there's definitely a Depeche Mode influence. There's a Cocktail Twins influence. There's so much. I mean, it's really, I mean, <laughs> poor everyone else having to digest uh, <laughs> the plethora of influences that I have. So, yeah. Certainly. Love Spe- the mode. Speaking of influences, I, I love the idea that music is, you know, they're bringing forward the women on the bass guitar because here in Charlotte, we've got Abby Kay, who's who's tearing things up in Nashville right now. And then you on the bass guitar. I mean, it's it's almost like you there's especially when I listen to your music, I, I feel like there's some sting. And I also feel like there's some rush in there. There's just so much involved with the way that you're bringing that bass guitar forward. Oh my God. I mean, you just, you hit the nail on the head. Let me tell you, I have, I mean, you know, Sting and Getty Lee in particular are some of my hugest influences. And of course, you know, I play in a three piece as well, you know, much like the police and, and, and rush. So to have that sort of vibe, even though I'm layering a lot of instruments on this record and, you know, it's, it's much larger than that. And when we play live, it sounds larger than the sum of our parts as well, you know, but, um, yeah, I mean, talk about bass playing frontmen that are of the utmost, you know, to me, I admire Sting and Getty Lee more than, more than almost <laughs> anybody in the sense that it's very hard to play bass and sing at the same time. Every time I, like, play guitar and sing at the same time, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is great. <laughs> uh, but what can you do? That's got to be some sort of magic trick, because when you say sing, play the bass guitar, you've also got to be in tune with that drum set, too. So that's three personalities going at the same time. Oh, my God. I mean, talk, tell me about it. It's, uh, you know, it's one of those things where you're just like, well, you dug this grave, baby. Now you've got to lie in it. Now you've got to be, uh, now you got to be good. Now you've got to actually own up to what you've, uh, what you've written, you know, and bring it to a stage and have it translate, God willing, you know. It's, uh, it's a challenge that I am up for. When you start uh, p- putting songs together, do you become hypnotized like I did with the song Trampoline? I've got the finished product. I, I'm going through the, you know, where I'm hypnotized, but you, the one that created the song, what did you go through? I went through hell in a handbasket, <laughs> Arrow. I went through absolute days on end torment. I went through, you know, nights on my on the floor of my bedroom, scrawling away lyrics, throwing them away, thinking they were terrible, rewriting, writing again, et cetera, et cetera. And just, you know, that one in particular, it 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 has gone it, it was meticulously worked on. And it's you know, the synth work on that is uh, I owe a lot of that to Gabe Monroe, my my producer, my songwriting partner, my right-hand man, he, you know, we created these kind of sort of lush soundscapes throughout that, you know, we were adding things and then it was too much and then we were taking them away. And (laughs) that tune also, you know, you'll notice it's not a verse, chorus, verse, linear song. 
right. it very much it starts in point A and it really ends in point D, you know, and uh, very few elements are repeated, you know. So it's uh, it was cool. And then Trey Anastasio, you know, for him, he heard the original demo of it and was like, you know, the part that sticks out to me the most is when we wake up, will the lights go out? When the lights go out, is it over? And then the whole outro with the jangly guitar and whatnot and the very, you know, all that is a Trey Anastasio, you know, embellishment of and addition. So that, you know, kind of put a bow on the whole thing and I thought it was a beautiful way to end the record. So I'm I'm delighted that you are hearing what I slaved over and what we, you know, worked and reworked tirelessly and you're you know you like it. Well, <laughs> I'm very stoked on it. Karina, you got to come back to this show anytime in the future. The door is always going to be open for you. Arrow, don't even tempt me with a good time like that, please. <laughs> you know, I'll talk to you any day of the week, any, any, you know, time, day, night, whatever you got, just call. I'm here with answers. You got questions. I got answers. I love that <laughs> attitude. Well, you be brilliant today. Okay. Definitely. You do the same. Thank you so much for having me. This has been a delight.